Thomas Jefferson once said, I sincerely believe that banking establishments are more dangerous than standing armies. Keep this in mind, as we discuss today, the raveling information about China's economy and what does it mean for the future of that big country. My name is Dr. David Waralu. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. We'd like to thank you for viewing, and we'd like to thank you for subscribing. We are quickly reaching our $70 million subscription. $70 million. That means we're going to get $70 million, Ross. That's good news. Why not? <laughs> 70 million subscribers. Hey, that's a good omen. We're going to look at it that way. And we're going to let our viewers know. No, on a serious note, indeed, we are moving. We are moving yeah. forward. 70 million <coughs> subscribers. Yes. It would be nice if it is $70 million. <laughs> but it will be there. And we want to thank you for your continued support because here is the thing. Without you, we couldn't make it. So we want you to know that. We also want to thank our Patreon members, members for their continued support. And for you, if you want to check out our membership at the geopoliticsinconflict.com, where you see we offer few interesting perks that you might find very interesting. So, as always, we say thank you to you for your support. Back to our topic, Russ. The Chinese are celebrating their hypersonic missile launch as a positive. On the other side, there's a dark side to all of this. Well, indeed, the economy aspect with the Chinese government now is kind of a very, very concern, you know. And we wanted to address this because, as we always say, we don't sugarcoat it here. We want to present only the positive side about China. China has some negative stuff and has some issues to deal with. Well, one of them is what we're going to be talking about today regarding where their economy is going. Because, personally, and I speak for myself here, I'm seeing some signs, Ross, that are really red flags for me indicating what the, lies These ahead. are actually major red flags. Exactly. We're seeing a downturn in the productivity. We're seeing any number of things like energy shortage and on and on and on. But there's one issue that really is mm. at the heart of the matter. Yeah, and this one has to do with the real estate market. Of course, you all remember the Evergrande. We did a video on it back then. Well, the issue didn't go away. As a matter of fact, now it's making it even worse for the Chinese economy. And we're going to detail all this. I want just to go back to your point about how the Chinese economy is not performing to its standard. Well, you're absolutely correct because the latest stats indicate that the GDP for China only grew by about 4.9%. Why, why is that concerning? It's because we get used to see China's growth in double digits. Yes, this is, this is dramatically less than previous years. We've seen approximately 30 years of rapid growth, impressive growth. Yeah, well, usually you'll see China around 8, 9, 11. I've seen sometimes double digit, but 4.9 is an indication for what is going on with China's economy. But the thing about the real estate for Evergrande and other now other 
major real estate entities that now they're creating some sort of major shake-up inside China's economy. Well, one of the things that's happening is that Evergrande has gone belly up. And what we see is that the government has not publicly taken any action to save the investors. And so this is breaking with the social contract that the government has with the people. Yeah, well, this in line with uh, the question that many have asked, you know, is the Chinese government going to bail out the Evergrande? Uh, and I remember we answered this back then by saying, uh, maybe, maybe not. Because why, why we said that at that time? Because it was at the beginning of the crisis. Now, the Communist Party is realizing its power is in line here. Why is that? Just for you to have a great understanding of what's taking place here. You're looking at a, a company with uh, over $300 billion, which is a massive debt. And it becomes the question for what the Chinese government needs to do. Do they need to bail them out? And if they do, this setting a precedent for what lies ahead? Do they let them fall and send a message to the rest? And send a message to the people, having broken the social contract. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, it's not that direction in, into that one. The idea mm -hmm. of it, Ross, is, you know, if they let the company fall, it becomes the question of what are you going to do with the investors who put their money in? How are they going to be now trusting into the ruling party, knowing what that social contract you mentioned? Yeah. Which basically consists of this. Social contract basically is in return for your support for us, the Communist Party, we will guarantee prosperity and economic development. But if with this Evergrande that what with the real estate market in general in China, because you're looking now at about uh, uh, 1.4 million property that is just sitting there. You know, one of the ways that, that the Chinese people have gotten to prosperity is through investment in real estate. Uh, that is indeed. It's because those people have bought that property. They, they put their money, they put their life savings and that, let's emphasize that. Their life savings in a place that they would own and live in, most likely. Not always, but most yeah. likely. And now it's gone. And we take a look at how many people are actually involved with this. It's not a trivial number. Yeah, it is a big one. 90 million people will be hurt by this, yeah. just with Evergrande. Yeah, approximately because of 1.4 uh, apartments and all that stuff. It's almost like the uh, moving beyond the German population <laughs> and all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it's not a laughing matter because, uh, you know, I put myself in the shoes of a Chinese citizen who put all his savings because he wants to have his home or she wants to have her, her own place with the family and so on. All of a sudden, there is no construction, there is nothing moving, and they don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, you take a look at what these people must emotionally be experiencing. First of all, they're heartbroken. They are depressed. Then they're going to go to anger. And we know that the Chinese people are very good at getting to the streets and making trouble. Exactly. And this is what the central government is concerned about. If there is anything that Xi Jinping's government is concerned and worried about, it will be demonstrations in the street. And rightly so, if the government doesn't step in and fix the problem.
And this is where the question comes in as far as, okay, what are the options for the government? Well, there are some options out there. There are some options out there, right? For example, one of them is, will the government take over and nationalize the real estate market? Ooh. That's one. Because what is with that? Is the idea of a centralized system will be managed by centralized government. <laughs> Questionably a good idea. Yeah. There are those who are saying, no, 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 no. Because the real estate, part of the private sector, but now you're seeing the results of how that private sector didn't manage its financial affairs accordingly. And what we know is that the real estate market has been a major indicator in terms of how well the economy is doing, a yeah. major contributor. Yeah. Well, for now, there are a lot of question mark about where the Chinese economy is headed. You add to what you mentioned earlier about the electricity shortage, the energy stuff, you know, you know, there are now issues that are coming up to the surface. And if it's China, the central government that is, if they don't handle this immediately to the betterment of the investors, that's going to become a big problem for them because you got a large segment of those investors they're going to be saying, can we trust the system anymore? Is the financial well-being of the Chinese system sound? And there's going to be a resounding answer to that. Yeah, yeah, because if you are an investor, and here's the question to you, would you invest now in China? I don't no. Think, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll be the first one to say, uh-uh, would not be a good idea till the government decide how they intend to solve this issue and inform the investors and ensure that the people who put their money into this get their investments, what they get, get what they paid for. And this is one of the challenges that now uh, the idea of this real estate market in China is reverberating, uh, vibrating rather, to other sectors within the real estate within China. So this is now goes beyond Evergrande. Well, we've seen the, the economic impact across the world of this, it's hit the U.S. stock market. Yeah, it was no different than what happens with the Lehman Brothers back then. So, right. And that highlights to you the idea of how globalized the economy is. Exactly. And, you know, but the big concern, if I have to guess, the big concern that the uh, central government is thinking about right now is how to avoid or to prevent right. demo demonstrations from going in the streets because people will be no matter how cool you are no matter how composed you are you might lose your temper because you lost your investment your life investment i mean how would you fear us if you are to invest your life savings and all of a sudden i'll come to you and say i'm sorry we are in debt and you know it's not just the 1.4 million people who lost their money yeah it's all the people in china are going to know about this exactly it's not like this is a secret exactly What's even worse is the employees of Evergrande. Because they are now on a, being laid off. Well, guess what comes with that? There is no pay. Right. There, is, there are no salaries there. So how do you think they're going to survive? How does individuals going to survive? And, you know, one of the things that's not obvious is getting a job in China is a, is a real competitive event. Well, yeah. When you consider this issue of the housing market or the real estate, Majority of people moved out of the rural areas into the big cities. I mean, Evergrande presence in the real estate market, it's big. Oh, really big? It is big. I believe they have one area, Ross, that I came across. 
I checked it out. It's called uh, uh, it's called Young, something Young. Okay. Yeah, it's a small place where this Evergrande is, and and yet it's it's called Luoyang. Luoyang is is known as one of China's four historic capitals, but today it is at the center of very modern Chinese tragedy because and that's what it is. Absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's because concerning, you know, for the locals, for the people who invested their money, they're going to say, okay, what is the government doing about it? And if the government doesn't act to the benefit of those investors, that's the beginning of trouble. I'm not saying, uh, yeah, we shouldn't jump to a conclusion here that, you know, Chinese economy is going down already. No, 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 no. Let's, let's take a step back because the real estate is only one sector. That's right. Amongst so many others. That's why the Chinese economy is big. It is big. So, however, the trouble in this real estate market because is the sheer size within the Chinese economy. That's what makes it bigger very... than almost any other economy in the world. Exactly. Well, when you consider about their budget, I mean, you're looking at about, based on some research that I did, Ross, was about $45 trillion. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how much more. So you can ignore something like this. So for the central government, uh, they're going to have to really figure out a solution quickly. This is not about 10 next year or whatever. It'll be too late by then. So, and this is where we decided to make this video on this particular issue to highlight the other side of the Chinese economy that the government is not expressing. It is there, but it is not expressing its really concern about where it might lead to. And there might be a domino effect here if the government doesn't take the right action. I think so, Russ. I think so. And they know if they start having demonstrations in the street, that's bad. That's, it's too late. Right. I don't think so it's going to get to that because, as I said earlier, uh, the Chinese government, the, the, the central government, is going to have two options. Either to bail out certain portions of the company or take over the entire thing, nationalize it, pay off the investors, take care of the rest, and that's it. That's the two scenarios where I see this is going. But on the other hand, uh, even if they do that at this point, still the question that many is going to be asked, would you invest in China right now? And the sound answer is going to be no. no because the concern, if, if, if I were to invest right now in China, I'll say, mm -mm, I'm going to wait. Let's wait till we see how the outcome is, what the Chinese government, what kind of steps, economic steps they decide to do, and if they nationalized Evergrande, will the other major real estate entities will be nationalized as well? Or will they be put on alert, on a notice? Oh, the impact. There's not a good, there's not a good scenario here now that they're at this point. No, it's both, not. Both options are making the best of a bad situation. Exactly. And it's about time for them to, because they can't drag this too long. Right. It's already, you know, you're seeing the outcome of a 4.9. Well, I, I mean, I was shocked, you know, I, I you know, so, sort of at least understanding the economic trends around the world, mm -hmm. especially with the Chinese market. And all of a sudden you're seeing GDP at 4.9 in China. 
Yes, there are other issues around the world going on, the pandemic, the shortage, in, uh, the, uh, the uh, energy, yeah, the yeah. energy prices. Uh, I mean, all those, the containers, shipping containers, yeah. you're absolutely correct. And we talked about some of this stuff last Friday. Right. And the idea of you take all this into consideration and you'll be saying to yourself, oh, this doesn't bode well with where China's economy is headed at 4.9 GDP. When we get used to see China's GDP in a double digit. Right. You know. Is this about time for the bottom line here? What's the takeaway? Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Modern Chinese tragedy. It is, because that's how I will categorize it, Ross, because the time has come for the central government to really make a decision and move on. Because if you are an investor investing your mm -hmm. money and you go to the site to see if there is any work done and nothing is moving, yeah, you want to know where your money is. Yeah. It's your right. You know, China cannot. I, I cannot stress this enough. China cannot sweep this under the rug. It will backfire. So they better get on it, fix the issue, and uh, help keep their market as a place where people can invest. So that is the key. So remember to subscribe by clicking right here on Geopolitics in Conflict YouTube page and see our hottest videos and most compelling analysis that you will not find anywhere else. And as always, stay informed.